Welcome to Reliability Matters, a podcast for the electronic assembly industry. Each episode covers topics related to reliability, best practices, and environmentally responsible assembly techniques with insights from experts across the electronic assembly industry. Now, here's your host, Mike Conrad. Welcome back to the Reliability Matters podcast. I'm Mike Conrad, your podcast host, and today... We are in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California at the IPC Apex Expo, where we're recording this this uh, this edition. Uh, my thanks to Trevor Galbraith. As you can see behind me, this is not my normal studio. Uh, he has allowed us to invade his space and has been uh, kind enough to let me produce my podcast from his booth. So thanks to Trevor. Thanks to Summer and David, who are pushing the buttons at just the right time. Yay, there you go. David's cheering himself. Um, and uh, I appreciate uh, the work they're doing behind the scenes to make this thing happen. Today, uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about two words uh, that, uh, when combined together, might have a different connotation to some people uh, than others. Uh, one is the word big. I'll let that stand alone. The other is the word data. And uh, obviously, we are a data-driven industry, uh, recently and more and more and uh, the words big data when used in social settings by the press usually are used to describe privacy issues and things like that and what I want to do is kind of dispel that myth there, there are probably other issues with big data that are not subjects for the show uh, that we can solve another day but data has some real solid applications and some real benefits and it's going to drive our industry into levels of efficiency in a direction that we probably have never seen at all in this industry. And one of the companies behind this data movement is Arch Systems. And I'd like to introduce my guest from Arch Systems, which is Louisa Herman. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate you being here. I think you were ordered by your marketing staff to like, come to the booth and talk to Mike. So I appreciate the compliance. Um, but um, Let's just kind of start off, back up a little bit, and talk about Arch Systems. Tell me in my audience, what is Arch Systems? Who is Arch Systems? What does Arch Systems do? Where's your place in the universe here? That's a great question. Um, so Arch Systems is a company that was founded in the IoT space to, you know, originally to collect data from machines and to improve processes with those machines. And now what we're doing is we have this uh, this layer that where we collect data from all types of machines, all machine manufacturers, um, and we are able to take that data into our broker system. And from that, we um, we can do analysis on it. We have all these applications. We can create dashboards. We can do can create actions, notifications. So just imagine that the machine data, all of the production data, is coming in, and you can do many actionable things with it. And Arch is really about grabbing, being that layer that grabs that data and does these analytics on that data and showcases that to customers in ways where they can improve their efficiency, their utilization, um, and their processes. Okay, great. Your answer just generated about 8,000 questions for me. So we'll, 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 we'll narrow it down Amazing. to a few, right? Because <laughs> this is not a, a nine-hour show. Um, we've come a long way. Old machines old machines. I started in this industry in 1985. Um, and in those days, pretty much everything was analog, right? If you're keeping records, someone's got a clipboard and a pen 
and they're just writing down facts or taking pressure readings off of gauges and whatever. And then, you know, Excel came along and, and now we're able to kind of crunch that data and at least display it in an organized fashion, apply some algorithms to it. That's great. Then digitization kind of comes along and now we're able to start storing data. So machines start collecting data. Uh, and, and now we're to the point where we have the technical ability and the financial ability due to technical capabilities increasing to capture more and more data, hence the term big data. Um, the question that comes to mind is now that we have the technical capability to collect the data and the relatively cheap price of storage to store that data, the industry seem to be less discerning over what it's going to collect. Because if it's cheap, just buy it all, right? Just collect everything. Then CFX and Hermes and other types of standards come along and they say, okay, we have a way, a protocol, a language to collect that data and pass it on to the next machine that might need it. Okay, great. Now we built a highway. We all agree we're going to drive on the right side of the road or the left side of the road, whatever. Uh, we have the protocols. We now have, uh, what's bigger than terabyte? A zillion byte. I don't know what it's called. but Penabyte. Yeah, gigs of terabytes, right? <laughs> Whatever that number is. We have terabytes worth of information that we all have available to us. What do we do with that information? What information should just be thrown away or archived for later purposes? What information is valid? So a lot of companies turn to the manufacturer of the machine that's collecting the data. And to me, it's a little bit like Fox guarding a hen house situation, or at least potentially. Because if, if I'm a manufacturer of a machine and you're asking me for data that might reflect the performance or efficiency of the machine, I'm going to be very careful about what I give you. And, you know, you kind of have a selective data set. Then again, if I go to a company that specializes, like Arch Systems, for example, in collection of data and distribution of data and uh, discerning data, what do you know about my process? So th there seems to be this dilemma. So help me understand how th the advantages of either just accepting the data right from a manufacturer of an OEM versus a company like yours. And if it is a company like yours, how do you know what's important and what bus to, you know, what bus should drive over the manufacturer or not, right? Does all that make sense? No, it does make sense. Um, and you started out this conversation by talking about big data. And there is this aspect of, for a long time, we couldn't collect the data. And then when we could collect the data, we could only store parts of it because storage was expensive. And so you had to be very careful and selective of which data you collected and stored. And so the, the insights that you could get from that data were restricted by the amount of data that you collected and, and stored. And now we're at a stage where you can collect everything because there are sensors everywhere. You can store everything because storage is cheap. And now it's okay. And what do we do with all this data? And when, you know, you're seeing at this show that there's a lot of people talking about insights and analytics and data and machine manufacturers talking about the insights and the dashboards that you can have from their data. Um, but I think it's an element of, like I said, Arch has this objective layer that collects data from all of the manufacturers. We work with the manufacturers. To Versus a subjective data. layer if it came from an interested party. Correct. Right? Where, where you would be able to select which data uh, gets shown. But more importantly, this way you're able to collect data from many machines, many manufacturers, many types, you know, the entire line in an SMT manufacturer, for example, we can collect that data 
and aggregate it and have it show, you know, issues with attrition, for example, or machine faults that are happening. And if we're able to do that and we're able to surface all of that to the user across their entire line, across their entire factory even, then you don't need to rely on the, each individual manufacturer to have their own dashboard for that specific part of the process. You have a holistic view of the entire process and a holistic view of how you can improve it. So that's why, you know, I'm biased, <laughs> but as, you should be, yeah. as I should be. But I think that a solution like Arch, where you have that data collection across all of the parts of the manufacturing, all of the parts of the factory, where you can surface these opportunities for improvement, these insights, these analytics across all these different machines is is better for the results that you're trying to achieve as, as a manufacturer um, than just getting the information specifically from each manufacturer. And the manufacturers also, like you said, there's maybe an incentive on what to collect, but there's also this, you know, sometimes some of them are still on the, you have to select what you want to collect before you collect it based on the analytics that you want to get out as opposed right. to just getting all of the data and doing all of the analytics right. that needs to be set up. So that require look, a lot of these, a lot of our customers don't have a dedicated data science team. Uh, right. So if they're being given all of this data with no context and they're told, interpret this, that's also not fair. Ominous, <laughs> ominous job. Right? That's, because then it becomes subjective again because they're going to interpret what's important in their world and they don't care about the, the next person down the line. They can, they can do it themselves, right? Right. And so if, if you don't have a process for, for doing that, there's just a lot that can go wrong. And that's when we get, you know, big data can go wrong, can go very wrong. And that's when big data gets its bad rap, right? Because it's just useless data. Yeah. Unless it's discerned properly and, right. and sorted and, and, and understood. That's a, you know, they, what's the old saying? There's three types of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> <laughs> I think data can kind of fall into that category because yeah. data is very statistical. And um, one can choose to select data sets that prove their point. You and I can say something is white and something is black, and we can probably come up with enough data sets to prove our point, um, absent of other data sets. Okay. If I was a potential customer of Arch or any you know similar type of company, um, and I needed a project, what kind of, I'm sure there's some kind of discovery process where your team meets with their team and figures out what's important in their world and all the different types of equipment they're using and how that data is captured and transmitted and all that. Is there, is there a, is that a long process? Is it, or is it kind of, we take something close out of the box and we just tweak it to them. I don't know how customizable to me, it seems like everything would be custom right? because every data set's kind of unique, but tell me how that works. If you're, I know that may not be your part of the company, but what's your awareness of how that part works? Well, I'm, that is kind of an, my whole wheelhouse. Oh, so good. I okay, can definitely good. answer that one. You're the captain of that ship. All right. <laughs> I, I am the head of product, so. Okay, so it's on you. <laughs> if I didn't, if I wasn't able to answer that question, I would be in a lot of trouble once I left this booth. Right. This would be the first uh, and last interview you did, right? Correct. Right. Yes. At Next our time place. it would be, this, this is the former head of <laughs> the product development at Arch. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things that, one of the main things that Arch is trying to do now is that there are other providers that have this very customizable solution where they go in to a large manufacturer and they look at their entire process and it's more like a service than it is a software or a data product. Um, but what Arch is aiming to do is to come up with a solution that is um, broad enough that we can come into a customer and say, you are an SMT manufacturer. You have these kinds of lines. You have these kinds of processes. 
you probably have issues with attrition, quality, uh, utilization, machine faults. So you just see their eyes light up when, when you say that. It's like they get me. Oh, you understand. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and so because we have worked with, with these customers and we have worked in this industry, we're able to we know what the problems are. We know what kind of data they're looking for. We know how to get that data. So we're able to have something out of the box that at least collects, I would say gets us 80 or 90% of the way there uh, because the machine manufacturers are pretty similar. The kinds of data we're able to, we have those connectors built or are building them to be able to connect to those machines. So we are, our attempt at Arch is to get as close to out of the box as possible while still working with our customers to get that extra 10% as a service to to get them the exact results that they need. So we are not on the on the you know custom bespoke service end. We are really trying to be a out of the box product as mm -hmm. much as possible. And how much of your effort is with the equipment manufacturers and the end users of that equipment? So obviously the equipment manufacturers may be a huge effort, but once you get it, you get it. As long as their protocols don't change, now you're golden. Um, but do you ever get a new customer that's using some strange piece of equipment that doesn't really collect data the way it should be collected? And, and if so, do you have to come up with some unique interfaces and, and do you work with that client, the, the, the customer's vendor, or do you work on their machine that they bought and tweak it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is no, it done at the factory or is it yeah. done at the customer it's, site? It's Primarily at, at the factory level. Okay. So we work with the, the, the manufacturer and look at the machines that they have and see what the protocols are. Um, we do read, you know, the product documentation from the manufacturer because that usually contains a lot of the information that right. we need. Um, but actually, Arch started out as a hardware company with, with pods that would be placed in the machines to gather that information. So even machines that don't have that smart component to them, we can right. still get that data out because the pod still exists. So it is, you know, whenever we find a different machine, uh, we can build the connectors to make it work with our broker system. Yeah. So it is, and we, we do, we are building relationships with the machine manufacturers as well, but it is primarily, we go into the, you know, our customers are the manufacturers, the SMT manufacturers, and we talk to them about what their machines are and what their needs sure. are directly. Do you ever get, and don't name names obviously, but... Is there sometimes some resistance, a little bit of a wall uh, from equipment manufacturers? Like you're going to come in and expose inconvenient truths or, you know, truths nonetheless, some of them inconvenient, or are they a little bit guarded when a company like yours comes in and says, we want to tap into all your data? So I won't name names. Um, oh, please. Of course not. But uh, no, it's it's actually... There's another place you won't be uh, No. We're <laughs> finding you from everyone. Not going to come to the show at all next all right, year. Exactly. Uh, can't show my face here. No. Um, so the, the kind of resistance is actually related to something that I spoke a little bit about earlier, which is at the show, we're seeing a lot more of these companies talking about data. And so because these equipment manufacturers already have that data, they want to be the ones to provide the analytics solution and the analytics they link. Google. They want to sell the data. They want to have right. the insights themselves. And, and that's being added to their machines, to their offering as an add-on or just something on top. It's that like, brings the fox in the hen house scenario, right? How how objective is the data if it's coming from a subjective reasoning? It depends on how they are surfacing that, right. how raw it is, how much analysis they're doing before the data gets surfaced, you know, what kind of dashboards you can build, like how, how much customization you can do. All of that is going to depend. But I think more importantly, it's the fact that if each 
each one of these has a different protocol and a different way to surface data and a different dashboard and a different analytics prop protocol, um, then you lose the objective layer that I was talking about where you're able to collect all of that and have insights that are across the line or across uh, the, the factory. Right. right. Um, but I mean, I, 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 that's why I think the benefit of having something like Arch over the, the manufacturers. But I take it as a good thing that there's this renewed focus on data that right. everyone suddenly realize we can all agree on that. that everyone in the whether they have a horse in a race or not they can all agree that the, the good part is the data right yes. you can argue over what gets parsed and what gets shown and not shown and censored or whatever but but we're all talking about industry 4.0 exactly exactly so if um if a customer says okay we we want to we want to start crunching the data we, we've got all this stuff we don't understand it and they go to a company like arch um do they, as a general, as a kind of a stereotype, do they generally come to you and say, show us everything you think we need to see? Or do they kind of want to drive the drive the train and say, we want to see this, this, and this? And if that's the case, do you ever have to, are you ever in a position where you have to say, really, you need more than, you, or that's not the way it should be interpreted? Because you data's your world. Yes. Data's not most contract manufacturers' world or OEM's world, right? Correct. Part of it but it's not their world um, because you live in data. Do people listen to your advice? Do you steer them kind of guided discovery? Do you get them to agree that that's a good idea to change what their original perspective was on what they, the needs were? Does that question make sense? It, does, it makes sense. And again, you're asking a question that if I can't answer, then I'm not doing my job. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I think that, so the, the Arch FX platform that we launched is relatively new. Before, we were just working with the customers to get the right data out um, and, and have them say, you know, we need something that does this or that. And so we've just started on the path where we are being more prescriptive on what we offer. And here's what we think you need. Like I said, based on we understand you, we understand what your problems are. We're going to create a suite of solutions that are going to address those problems. And we're going to work together to make sure that that works. And I think that they... They do trust us to know because, like you said, it is our world. But right. um, every contract manufacturer, every SMT manufacturer is has their own quirks, has their own individual, you know, characteristics, and so they do want us to understand what those characteristics are. And we know that they exist. We don't we don't say that we understand everything. And so there's there's a balance there that I think is really interesting as to how much we are prescriptive and how much we let the customer tell us what they want. And how guarded are customers if they are guarded? Given the fact that your company will come in to contract manufacturer A, show them how to crunch all their data, and then you're going right across the street to their competitor, contract manufacturer B, showing them the same thing. Are, are they asking you to show firewalls between, you know, make sure that their data is not shared with someone else's data is, is that a concern people express and is if so do you jump ahead of that or i mean there's there's a concern in general when we're talking about data um where you know arch is a is a cloud solution so we take the data and we put it into the cloud so that we can do the end of an sas model is that yeah so thing? Yeah. so you know we're not on-prem your data is leaving the factory yeah. which is the way where we can provide a lot of our analytics and the fact that we can provide a global view of all of the factories, you know, not just the local sure. like information. And so there is a lot of sensitivity around the fact that that data is leaving. And so I think once 
a customer gets to the point where they're okay with their data leaving and going into the cloud, um, then they understand the security that's necessary and right. and we can show them that we have. We want to make sure their data sent up and come back. Right, and doesn't go anywhere, up, else. Go anywhere else. Yes. Not ricochet off. Correct, else. yes. Uh, what about if a company's ITAR, you know, which is, you know, security, super tight security, nothing can leave the building. When we sell equipment, we're an equipment manufacturer, we sell equipment, if it goes into an ITAR facility or something similar, we literally have to super glue um, connectors into all the USB slots so that you can't use them. Talk about high security. Yes. Gorilla glue or super glue. Uh, but that the point is, hey, please, works, we have it. to remove all the drivers for the Wi-Fi, which someone could install easily. But they, it's hard to when all the USB slots are glued shut. So the point is nothing can leave the facility. Is that not just in an arch world, but in, in just data collection world and industry 4.0 world and all that? Does that, is there a workaround? Can Can that be done? you know, server-based in their building? Uh, is it only cloud-based? What, what are the options when so it is, concerned? It is primarily cloud-based for the reasons that I mentioned. I mean, if we have that objective layer um, and it stays on-prem, then you lose the analytics, you lose the global... you're doing all the crunching in, in your cloud. server farm somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and at your facility, secure facility, um, and then sending the data back. I would imagine if you were to do all that terabytes of data crunching on-prem, you'd end up with multiple server farms everywhere, it, well, which all have to be connected to the outside world anyway to stay updated, right? So so they would need to be updated. They wouldn't have the same analytics. They wouldn't have global views of, you know, cons you, there's a view, there's global KPIs at, in ArchFX where you can see all of the stats for factories like all over and you wouldn't right. have that. Um, so there are solutions that are on-prem and that, that offer that, but Arch is uh, very much on, on the cloud. But what I wanted to, one of the things that you mentioned was um, there is a balance there to be stricken. And I think that's a broader conversation than just manufacturing. Sure. But in yes. big data, there's a balance of, you know, you have to give data to get insights. Yeah. Uh, and there is, I think a lot of, of these manufacturers are still trying to find that balance of how much data they want to give in order to see the value that they're going to get out of it. And that's a lot of the conversations that we have is how much value am I getting out of this if I give you all of this? Sure. There's a slogan for you. Data is the currency for which wisdom is purchased, right? So it has to leave. It has to be an exchange. You can't get the wisdom without the data. Correct. It, and it, it has to go somewhere and get laundered, so to speak, uh, so that it can come back in a different form and be that useful. That is useful. Tangible. Well, we're out of time. Um, if our audience wants to get a hold of you, uh, I'll put Louisa's uh, contact information in the show notes. So if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, just kind of look down, click show more, and uh, you'll see uh, information on Arch Systems uh, and how to get a hold of Louisa. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone for watching. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on the treadmill or in your car or whatever you're doing, I don't want to know whatever you're doing, um, be sure to hit the subscribe button on your local podcast app um, so you, you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and the bell icon to be notified when new episodes are released. We release new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Once again, my thanks to Trevor and his magnificent crew for loaning me his booth. And if you're watching this live, thanks for watching. And if you are uh, watching this on the Reliability Matters channel, I'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Reliability Matters podcast. Join us on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month for new episodes of Reliability Matters.